0: The Lazy Girl's Guide 2. For girls who want to better their life, but better not have to do too much work. Joining me on the podcast today is Jessica Cox. She is an accredited nutritionist with over a decade's experience. She is legitimate. She has a Bachelor in Health Science She also has published the EAT Cookbook with over 60,000 followers on Instagram. She really knows her stuff and she's built a following on educating people like myself who know absolutely nothing about nutrition. She joins me now. Good morning.
1: Morning. Thank you for having me.
0: So I'm going to start from the very beginning. Firstly, what does nutrition mean to you and how important is it in our day-to-day lives?
1: Well, for me, it just means everything because I live and breathe it. So I feel like I come at it from a biased perspective in that way. But realistically, the reason why I'm so passionate about it and it's so important in our everyday life is that nutrition is the building blocks of every cell in our body. So the food that we eat breaks down into the nutrients and the amino acids and essentially all of the structural building blocks that create every cell in our body, which allows everything to function, every enzyme in our body to function. So it it really does make us who we are. And I find that so amazing because it's something that we have a choice in, in regards to what we do every day. So we choose what we eat to create those processes in a really positive way and support them or, Conversely, we can maybe make the wrong choices um, too frequently and that can actually have a detrimental effect. So that's probably the foundations of why I love it so much.
0: Let's start from the beginning as well when it comes to building, as you said, those building blocks when it comes to nutrition. Mm -hmm. If this is something you've never tackled in your life, the word diet comes to mind first and foremost. Mm -hmm. As a nutritionist, do you recommend dieting?
1: When I approach diet I'm I'm thinking about making sure that you're consuming good nutrition on a daily intake and that means as an absolute foundation we always talk about foundation having a macronutrient balance and what I mean by that is ensuring you're getting good complex carbohydrates good protein and good essential fats those three macronutrients within your meals generally three times a day for most people to create really good energy and sustainability for your energy throughout the day stable blood sugar levels etc so that that's what I think of when I think of the word diet I think of a whole food macro balanced dietary intake
0: well I wanted to talk to you about that because for about five or six months now I've become vegetarian and I (laughs) I don't like the fake meat. I wasn't a big meat eater before that, but I'm really struggling to kind of have a balanced diet. I find myself just carb loading all the time. Yeah. How how do I overcome that?
1: (laughs) It's so common, hey, vegetarian and vegan, um, biggest pitfalls. So what you need to do for most people in this space when you make that switch is you need to understand how to get protein um, because usually what happens is that you're not eating enough vegetarian-based protein and as a result you're getting hungry a lot quicker and Mm. you're creating something more filling um, and that tends to be carbs because that's what you kind of go for um, as sort of quick energy hit too when you get into that cycle so um, you need to think about veggie protein and I think that's, that sort of comes back to our macros again. So besides the fake meat stuff, which is, I'm with you, it's a bit feral, <laughs> um, you need to think, okay, eggs are one, if you are vegetarian, you're still eating veg, oh, okay, um, yeah. Eggs, eggs. Number two is legumes and pulses. So things like chickpeas, lentils, azuki beans, cannellini, any of those legumes, so whether they're dried and you cook them up yourself or whether they're canned, um nuts and seeds will provide protein Um, some of the plant-based protein powders of course Um, and then some of the grains even so that crosses over a bit into carbiness but for instance whole grains like quinoa um, buckwheat if you're familiar with those and millet but even even oats Um, but you really need to be trying to if you're going to have those types of proteins in a grain combine say some some nuts or some legumes Um, and actually within the legume family of course is your soy which means you've got your tofus and your tempehs and the other thing I would just mention in that is the quantity so if you were having um, say a stir fry of veggies with some rice and you want to add protein, it could be, say, some legumes or tofu, but it needs to be enough. So it needs to be at least, for most people, around half a cup, roughly. So if you just added in, say, a couple of cubes of tofu or, you know, a yeah. couple, you, you're eating it and you're only getting a couple of tablespoons of some legumes, that's not enough. Um, as soon as you hit your protein with those meals and get it in there, you'll find straight away you'll stop car- um, craving the carbs as much.
0: I wanted to touch on... Macros, because you keep mentioning them. For those uh-huh. like myself that really don't know what they are, uh, what are they?
1: So macronutrients are your three um, macros, so the largest nutrients that we need, our bodies need on a daily basis to function, and in a an, like in an essential capacity. So those three macronutrients are carbohydrates. I mention them as complex because when I talk about getting the best type of carbohydrates. Complex means the carbs that are going to take a lot more time to break down. So that means you'll get more sustainable energy. So that's, think of things that are, um, like if you're thinking grains, like you want things that are more fibrous, so brown. So again, like your oats and your whole grains as opposed to like a white flour. All of those, from a white flour to a sugar right through to um, a, a grain of wheat, like it's with all its fiber, they're all carbohydrates. They all break down to sugar. But if it's got more fiber with it, it will take longer to break down. So that whole group of carbohydrates is one macronutrient. um, And that even includes things like fruits and veggies. It's It's a big group. But essentially, yeah, they'll all break down, interestingly, in the body to sugar molecules. It's just how long they take because of fiber. Then number two is protein. So protein, again, very important. It's a building block for all of our muscles and our tissue and again cells hormones and that's going to be generally most people know it as meat um, meat and fish but we're just saying the vegetarian vegan sources so your legumes um eggs tofu etc and then fats so fats again can be some of them can get a little tricky because i i call them jump jump campers so you can mm-hmm. have um your classic beautiful extra virgin olive oils and the avocados and your nuts and seeds but then there's oily fish like salmon mackerel which are still a protein so that's what i mean by they jump camp. they can be a bit of both um so those and the fats essentially if you think about what they do they're again good really important for inflammation in the body they provide they keep our cells nice and um fluid so things can pass through um, the wall and keep our um, our skin on the outside nice and soft and supple. Um, plenty of other roles, but that's just some basics. And the three of those, again, will work really well in unison when you eat a meal to keep you nice and full and satisfied. As soon as you start chopping one out and not replacing it in some way, so if you go vegetarian, again, to use that example, and you start dropping all your meat protein, but then you don't include the other... The foods in that camp that's where you'll run into trouble
0: right oh you touched briefly on your skin there can you eat your way to good skin and healthy hair
1: you can but you need to understand that it's not this without um going in a whole different tangent on you (laughs) it's not just about this area the food that you eat so okay so the food that you eat with good all of those good macros i just mentioned and lots of good quality fats that is a foundation again so very very important number one but number two our skin is a elimination organ so everything that comes out of our skin is being eliminated essentially so if you're starting to see lots of skin issues you have to look inside so whenever i work with the skin i consider the gut and the gut health and the extra stress on uh, unhealthy gut onto the liver and our other detoxification organs because generally people are getting a lot of skin issues and they're still eating. They're like, I eat really well, but my skin, I'm getting all these breakouts and all these weird skin things. It's usually back to the fact that they've got um, gut issues. So you kind of, yes, the foundation yeah. of a healthy diet is important, but you have to have a good, healthy gut. Um, and without a good, healthy gut, then, yeah, that, that's where you can run into problems.
0: So that's interesting. So you're eating well, Mm -hmm. you're not consuming as much alcohol. What could be the underlying gut issues, do you think?
1: They're so multifactorial, but probably the most common, um, because there's all different names, all different conditions, but usually it comes down to an imbalance of bacteria in the gut, so like an overgrowth of different types of bacteria, um, yeast, sometimes parasites can be involved and this is really common like I know it sounds all weird but it's super common that a lot of people have an imbalanced gut and that can be from um, antibiotic use or having gastro and taking antibiotics or just even just having gastro a few times and never really understanding how to work with getting your gut back on track so there's this imbalance that occurs over time and that creates inflammation in the gut. Um, And essentially there's all different names for this from IBS through to something we call pseudo, which is an imbalance of bacteria on your small intestinal tract. Um, All different sorts of conditions in the gut that can occur, but generally there'll be, you know, someone might get a lot of bloating or bowel irregularities or wind or pain in their gut. So usually that. (laughs) underlying imbalance of bacteria and the inflammation that's going on is what creates that inflammatory load in the gut that then puts more of a burden on your body in general um and then essentially for um depending on how that presents for some people it can start to come out through the skin and i know that seems like a weird jump no it's like that again that detoxification like all those increased um toxins being produced internally We do that on a daily basis to a point in our body deals with that. But if we're producing a lot, the the liver and the detox organs are like, ah, what do I do with all of this? And it finds another outlet and the skin is often where that goes.
0: What are some of the simpler things we can do to start getting our gut health back on track?
1: Without sounding like a broken record, your foundations of the, the macronutrient whole foods is number one. If you're not eating to start with a good... Uh, whole food diet, and by whole food I mean just basic like fruits, veggies, whole grains, um, proteins, oily fish. Like depending on what that looks like for you, not eating a lot of crap. I mean, obviously everyone eats a little bit of something here and there, even on whole food diets, and that's fine. But generally, like clean up, <laughs> clean up <laughs> your food intake first because you can't you can't have that just. On a you know a a mediocre level, and then expect to get work otherwise or get results otherwise in the gut. So once you've done that, you need to look at essentially how you can use certain foods perhaps to support your gut. And the biggest area there would be fiber. Um, So we need to look at lots of different types of. Grains and legumes, in particular, um, things like onion, garlic, brassica vegetables—they're fuel for the bacteria, the good bacteria in our gut. So if we have lots of those. We're supporting growth of good guys, which down-regulates bad guys. Um, and we can look at things like, you know, good quality yogurts and um, sauerkrauts and kimchi, but not loads of them. Just little additions to our diet which again are like fuel and support that environment of the gut um, so that's sort of more dietary based but then after that it's really diving into my world more there's <laughs> a lot going on in the gut and then going okay I need to get more information I might need to do some tests I might need to take some specific supplements to get my gut on track um, that's where you need to sort of dive into getting help more in that area
0: That is, wow. And I think that we all, even sitting here listening to that, I'm thinking, wow, I really need to explore that. I'm sitting here with breakouts. I'm in self-iso, so I'm eating poorly. It's just come off the Easter long weekend. So I think (laughs) now is the time we all need to address the gut. Um, But I want to talk to you about um, celebrities. Um, I'm not going to name any names. Mm -hmm. Giving nutrition advice, because it seems like at the moment there is a, a rise in people giving advice, which are, as a professional, I could imagine that would be mm. quite annoying to hear because it is something that you have studied and you really understand from the inside out. So what is yeah. the worst piece of nutrition advice that you've seen that is getting around at the moment?
1: The, the first thing that comes to my mind at the moment would more be the specific diet. That's what gets under my skin. So celebrities... Who have maybe had success with a certain type of way of eating so let's say for example maybe the keto space because it's been pretty popular of late and being like oh my god this is amazing like it's worked for me and I know often this comes from it comes from a good space they they feel well they want to see other people feel well and they don't understand that we're all different so Uh, will jump onto something like maybe a keto diet and put that out to the world and go, this is it, this is what you should do, you should eat like this, cut these foods out, you'll feel amazing. Um, And then people are like, yes, you look amazing and like, I love you, so I'm going to eat like that. And then wonder why they feel unwell and start having issues with their health, which is unfortunately the side that I see in clinic where people come along and they've been following certain... I watch fad diets, is what I would probably use the term there, but it's often picked up through social media and, um, yeah, certain celebrities in particular. Um, And unfortunately, it goes pear-shaped.
0: So it's not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to dieting?
1: No, not at all. I really believe that people need to be seeking advice. If they're thinking about particularly a, a, a strong dietary shift, like it is so important to get advice and and that might just be literally one session so even someone like yourself um as an example going vegetarian like it's a it's a Mm. good example where you're starting to experience like cravings for eating carbs all the time and you may not realize like you could just keep eating like that and after months and months and months you create nutritional deficiencies because you're not getting enough protein or certain nutrients and it, it can go down a dangerous path The time, and I don't want to freak people out, but, I, I mean, I even learnt that myself as a young 20-year-old before I was even in this space being vegan for five, six years. I created horrible deficiencies, and I thought I was being healthy. So if you don't, again, if you don't have that education and knowledge, yeah, how do you know? And you can if you just put a little bit of time aside or if you commit to going and see someone who knows their stuff to show you and educate you on how to eat if you want to be vegan or vego or you want to go more paleo or whatever it is they can say one okay this is how you should do that and more importantly number two hang on after going through everything with you i actually think if you go vegetarian or vegan or keto or whatever it is at the moment that's the worst thing you could do right now because of a b and c so how about we do this instead or you know like yeah it's so, so valuable. What does that
0: look like? Because what what determines what someone gets from a successful diet versus someone that it doesn't work for? Is it in your blood work? Is it in your body?
1: It's a bit of everything. It's the case taking of spending um so we would spend an hour to an hour and a half, for instance, with an initial consultation. So it's very thorough case taking and for us understanding A person and how their body works. So, through going through your diet, general dietary intake, and what you're currently eating, your energy levels, how your hormones are functioning, what's happening with your gut, um, what stresses you have, your lifestyle, all of that combined for us is like a a really good mud map of you. And we can get an idea of okay, there's probably some deficiencies here, or this or that, um, or we need to support the gut more here um or through going through this person's diet they're not getting enough protein so we can get that and then we might also combine that with blood work which is quite often the case like general pathology to see is there iron deficiencies is there b12 deficiencies Um, and we can take that and then even just on a general basis that's a lot of information for us and go okay this person's low in energy um, they're working out in the gym and not getting much results as far as muscle development they're low in iron and b12 but they want to go vegan probably not the best idea because they're not going to be eating foods that are giving them a lot of b12 um, if they don't know what they're doing properly with their protein they're going to have more problems with muscle wasting and so forth so let's talk to them about maybe how to create if they really want to do this vegan diet how do we create a vegan diet that is going to maximize their protein intake. Maybe we need to think about an iron or B12 supplement or consider foods that they might want to think about incorporating. It's very, very individualized.
0: I did put it out on the Lazy Girl's Guide to Instagram page um, about if anyone had any questions for you. And Sarah contacted us and said that she's an essential worker, so she's a little bit worried about her immune system at the moment. Is there anything in particular that she can be eating to boost her immune system?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Probably the, the main thing besides, again, get your foundations right would be the space of things like your um, garlics and onion, ginger, turmeric, lots of natural anti-inflammatory, antiviral foods, um, mushrooms, but particularly... And this depends depend on how much you can get a hands on these things. But besides your button mushrooms, your shiitake mushrooms, which you can often buy just dried in supermarkets and, and use as a base to soups and stews and broths are amazing for your immune system. Definitely all your brassica vegetables. So by that, I mean like your broccoli, collies, Brussels sprouts, if you like them, um, really wonderful as well. So the, oh, and probably the other one I would mention, depending on what people have access to, would be broth. So good old um, bone broth or really a good quality stock. So it's a good time to be doing the slow cooker dishes with some um, different sorts of um, meats with the bones in them to pull out a lot of the nutrients that are really important for your immunity because your immune system is heavily based within your gut. So making sure that you're taking these sorts of foods in is going to boost your gut immunity and broths are really important in that space um if you're veggie when it comes to (laughs) broths um or there are some fish broths which people can freak out about a bit but you can do um mushroomy broths and um there's a whole sort of space for that too but yeah there's there's plenty of different um foods that you can look at but they're probably the key ones that come to mind straight up the biggest ones
0: Oh, my God, I have learned so much, Jess. And I'm actually feeling really motivated about my diet and getting on top of it after talking to you. Um, I'm going to put your podcast in the show notes because I know that you really go more in depth with these topics. But thank you so much for joining me on the podcast.
1: No, worry. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got as much out of that as I did. And don't forget, you can go back through the episodes. There are so many more to come. So hit that subscribe button. And also, while you're there, why not leave a review? And you can also connect through the Lazy Girls Guide too. Just look us up on Instagram.